0: You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now. If into You have your Bible. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And in particular, I want to begin reading with the first verse. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. Now, many of you may in your Bible see that the word gifts is italicized. That's because in the original language, it was not there. But the word spirituals were translated from the Greek pneumotikos which means things of the Spirit. So when we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, and again in 1 Corinthians 14, we're talking about things that pertain to the Holy Spirit. There are some things that belong to him. Can you say amen? Amen. Now Jesus said in John 16, if I go away, I will send to you the comforter. And so the Holy Spirit comes to make us more like Jesus. Can you say praise God? If I'm not what you want me to be, give me an opportunity to change. Amen. And I will become more like the Lord. Praise God. And so the Bible says desire. Whatever you desire in your heart, those things that pertain to the Spirit, you will Find that God will give you the desires of your heart. When I first saw the gifts of the Spirit in operation in other ministries, I can't explain it, but a desire came in my spirit. I want to do that. I want to be able to be used of God like that. And you see, to have a gift, you got to sit under a gift. Because the seed yields after its own kind. And since the word is referred to as seed by Jesus in Mark 4, whatever you sit under, it gets in you. And it brings forth much fruit for the glory of God. So if you're wanting to be used of God in a particular area, then learn to get under that gift sit under that gift, receive from that gift, and it will yield eventually in your life after the kind of thing that pertains under the things of the Spirit in your life. Some churches I wouldn't even bother going to. They don't preach anything. They don't demonstrate anything. And where you go to church is a matter of life and death. A woman came in to a meeting where I was, red-headed lady, remember? And she said... The doctors have just told me that I'm going to die of cancer. I said, No, Jesus heals cancer. She said, What are you talking about? I've never heard that. I said, Where do you go to church? Well, I go to the Methodist church. Well, her church didn't preach that Jesus healed, pretty much didn't preach He healed of anything. But certainly she didn't know He healed of cancer. And she started crying, I got two little boys. And today when the doctors told me I only had so long to live, my husband said, I'm not going to live with a dying woman and left her. And she said he let me out in front of this church. And I figured, well, I'll go into the church and pray. And I was in there, Pastor Palmer, staff, so forth. I was in there studying for the night service. But she chose to walk in the room where I was. Amen. And I said, if you'll come tonight, I'll anoint you with oil. And Jesus will heal you of cancer. Well, she said, I'll be back. And I looked, and that night, here she comes, two little boys. And I preached, and then I told the people, I said, Now, I got a little business to take care of. This woman's gonna be healed of cancer tonight, and then I'll lay hands on everybody. Sometimes people used to get mad at me, say, Well, that's pretty arrogant to say you're gonna heal them. I said, I never did say I'd heal them. I said, I was gonna pray for them and they would be healed of cancer. Jesus is the healer, not a man. Can you say man? So I got me a big bottle of oil, and I poured it all over her hair and face. Turned out that red hair was a wig. So I said, how do you know? Because when I laid hands on her, some of it started coming off in my hand, hooked to my ring. But I cursed the cancer in the name of Jesus. And I began to pray over her in tongues. Everybody say pray in tongues. tongues. There is a purpose to tongues. And we're going to get in today to the area of speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, and interpretation. That was in the month of July. My wife was back in Rhode Island. She was expecting my son, Teddy, who will be 36 years of age this year. So this was 36 years ago. So I went home, preached through the fall, went back to Virginia. Christmas time, the phone rang at my dad's house. My mama said, uh, it's for you. So I took the phone, and here was Pastor Palmer from Coffeen, Illinois. I said, hey, Brother Jim, how you doing? He said, I just called to say Merry Christmas. I said, Merry Christmas, brother. Amen. And uh, he said, I got a woman here that wants to wish you Merry Christmas. And I thought he meant his wife, Kathy. So the voice came on. I said, hello, Kathy. And the lady said, this isn't Kathy. She said, do you remember a woman that had a red-headed wig, given up to die of cancer? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I'm her. And I just come from the doctor, and I came over to the church, and Pastor Palmer called you because I wanted you to know not one trace of cancer is left, left in my body. And she said, I'm going out now to buy Christmas presents for my two boys. And if my husband doesn't come back, she said, so much to the good. Hallelujah. He didn't get to stay to see the miracle. Are you listening to me? We got to pray for the Methodists. They need to learn to hang in there. Can you say amen? (laughs) My dad's people were Methodists, so I can say that (laughs) by special permission. But uh, she was healed of the cancer. But part of her healing, I knew it, but I didn't know exactly everything, but when I started praying in tongues over her in that uh, service that night, yes, we anointed with oil as James 5 tells us to do. Yes, we laid hands on her as Jesus said in Mark 16, but there's a, a, an added benefit in having the anointing of the Holy Ghost and in praying in tongues. Now, in our lesson so far, we dealt with the four kinds of tongues. Number one, uh, from 1 Corinthians 13, we dealt with the tongues of men. And in that same passage, the Bible says, and of angels. And so our first two lessons dealt with the tongues of men and the tongues of angels. And then we dealt with, in our uh, third lesson, Yesterday, I began to speak to you about the evidence of tongues that comes when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so I gave you five instances where people received the Holy Ghost, and in three, it plainly says they spoke with tongues. The fourth, Ananias laid his hands upon Saul, and the Bible says that Saul's eyes were healed and that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Later, uh, uh, Paul said, Here in 1 Corinthians 14, I speak in tongues more than you all. And so we understand when he was baptized in the Holy Ghost that he not only was baptized, as it says in Acts, but 1 Corinthians 14, he said, Now I speak in tongues more than you all. Can you say amen? Well? I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years. Our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end-time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com, forward slash give. You can sow a gift today to help us.